Out there is our home. Home, Auto, and it's in trouble. I can't just sit here and, and do nothing. That's all I've ever done. That's all anyone on this blasted ship has ever done. Nothing! I'm the Axiom. You will survive. I don't want to survive! I want to live! Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. My name's Casey. And my name's Matt. We are excited to have you here for our fourth episode. Um, if it sounds a little bit different, uh, Matt, do you want to kind of tell them what's going on? Well, for those of you that live in Illinois and the surrounding states, you know that we are in a shelter in place. Yep. So uh, Casey and I are at our respective households uh, recording this online. Um, yep. So we, we are coming at you from two different places, but we are not going to let a shelter in place stop us from bringing you fantastic content. And I'll tell you, the response, Matt, from our first three episodes has been phenomenal. I mean, I think we were over 200 individual listens among the first three episodes, which is just amazing to me when yeah, I think about that. You really know? a big thank you, a big thank you to everyone um, for yeah. your support and not just in listening, but reaching out to us and saying, wow, we love the show. We love the logo. We love we love what you guys are doing. So thank you. Thank Thank you thank you so much absolutely I, I echo what matt just said it really has been just amazing i've seen people sharing it the logo um giving us some suggestions we've got some other stuff uh cooking here for later episodes but i want to focus on what we're going to talk about with this episode matt which is another movie review so it came up during our pinocchio episode we were well, actually no i think it came up during the, the convince me episode of the incredibles um that i had never seen wally and so we decided, why not? That's a great one to watch. And so I know you watched it over the weekend. I watched it yesterday um, for the very first time. And I know it'd been a while since you'd seen it as well, right? Yeah, it had been a while. So I, I actually have a personal connection to this uh, movie. The La Vie en Rose that appears at the beginning of the movie was my wife and I's first dance at our wedding. Oh, and okay. We discovered this because we, we were we were really struggling with first dance songs. Like, what do we do? We don't want something super cheesy. We want something kind of classy. Um, and so we were playing cards and turned on a Disney playlist. And this came up as from Wally. And I know that this song has been around for years, but how we discovered it was through a Disney playlist. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I have to admit some bias to this movie because <laughs> I associate it with my wedding. Fair enough. That's fair. Well, you know, it's funny. So, you know, when the song, when the movie starts, right, and we'll get into general overall what we think about the movie in a couple of minutes, but, you know, when the movie starts and that song's playing and that song, I mean, it permeates the movie throughout the entire movie, right? What's ironic, and this goes back to what we were talking about when we reviewed Pinocchio last week, was I didn't know the song from Wally. I didn't know the song from any other source. I know it because I have a tendency to stream Main Street USA's mix, um, uh, just as background music when I'm at work or, or at home or whatever, just to kind of get the Disney feel. And I yeah, get the feeling of the parks at home. Yes, and I had I had heard the song, didn't know what it was from. I just knew that I dun 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 dun. dun. I just I knew the song, but I didn't know what it was from. And when I'm hearing it, I'm going, "That's from Main Street USA." In fact. And, and correct me if I'm wrong. When the, the dancers, when not not the the two, the, not the couple that dances. I'm talking the 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 
the streets car dancers that you see, I swear that's Disney World or Disneyland. I swear that he's watching a video clip of the Main Street celebration that takes place at Disney World. Is what it looks like. It would me. not surprise me. Um, <laughs> I would need to watch it again, but it would not surprise me if Disney did that. I mean, they put so many Easter eggs into this movie. I know, you know, and, and, and so, so let, let's just talk first impressions. Cause I know you asked me that about Pinocchio. Yeah, and absolutely. I will tell what do you think? You that. So, so I will tell you that I was nervous the first 25 minutes of this movie because I wasn't enjoying the first 25 minutes of the movie. I, it was okay. But the first 25 minutes of the movie was what I knew about the movie. I knew that there was this robot named Wally, and I knew that he was charged with cleaning up Earth because there was too much trash, and I knew that all the humans had left, and I knew that this other robot named Eve comes down. But that's all I knew. I knew nothing else about this movie. I did not know plot. I knew nothing. And so the first 25 minutes, I know, right? So the first 25 minutes, I'm like, because I knew this was like a 90 minute movie and this this middle of the day, Sunday, mind you, we're in quarantine. We got nothing to do, but I'm going, Oh my God, that's gonna be the most boring 90 minutes of my life. <laughs> then I paused it. I paused it. Um, uh, about 25 minutes in, I think I had to do some laundry or something. And then I came back and I got myself a snack and I hit play. Mmm. Oh, well, a snack always helps. Well, yeah, absolutely. But, that's when it got good that I had no idea they left earth. I had no idea yeah. they were on board the star cruiser. I had no idea. And I found myself as the movie continued to move forward. I started to sit up. I got on the edge of my seat. I really legitimately wanted to see what the heck was going to happen with this movie. And so by the end of it, I, I turned it off going, wow, what an amazing movie. I really did. That's awesome. I'm I'm happy you enjoyed it um, because I feel like this is a movie that there is some hate of it, and I think a big really? part of that is it 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 can be a little bit dry. I mean, really, there's not dialogue. I I, I checked mm-hmm. until like the forty minute mark. Yeah. Which yeah. If you're if you look at it from a film perspective, I look at it as what a genius storytelling that they can tell a story without dialogue your two main characters can say their names and that's it and it's it's good they're telling a story and you know it's funny you say that because i I, one of the notes i had in here i took tons of notes but one of the notes i had kind of relates to that which is the musical score has to really do a lot of extra work that a lot of other movies are kind of in the background you don't really pay attention to but the musical score here has to do a ton of work to propel that storyline. You're absolutely right. It, it it has to add so much more because it it doesn't have the character driven. But I also think even the movements of Wally, where what he's mm-hmm. doing with his little like eyebrows or whatever else, like it, you you have this character that feels so well developed. And yeah. he's just a robot. <laughs> I mean, well, it's funny. It. I, that, was, that was the other note that I put here. I said, my, how is it, how easy it is to relate to Wally? He is intrigued by Eve, right? He's dealing with feelings that he didn't even know he had. Directive. <laughs> 
And and he wants to be close to this thing that he's infatuated with. And it's so funny because it takes me back to, you know, when I am 18 or 19 years old and, and you know, I, I become infatuated with somebody or I start to take a liking to somebody. I know you know what those feelings are. Anybody listening oh, yeah. knows what those feelings are. And, and you do. You want to be close to them. You want to you wanna be near them. You just want to be able to touch them or you want to be able to smell smell them. You know, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's uh, and I can, you can see it in his eyes. You can see it in his movements. You can see it and, and just the way that he's trying to relate to this this thing that he has never seen before you know yeah yeah and there's some there's also just some gorgeous set pieces in this movie oh, where yeah. like when he's first launching the rocket and he reaches up and touches the stars and mm-hmm. it's you just go wow this and then the whole scene where um Eve and Wally are flying around where he's got the fire extinguisher and she's just has flying capabilities. That was gorgeous. I it's, love that. Oh, it's Juxta, so juxtaposed, juxtaposed against the captain talking about what dancing is. With, yeah. With the, with the robot. I just, I, I, I was like, that is just such a beautiful, I think what I really took away from this movie, Matt, is that artistically it's a gorgeous movie. Um, and, and, you know, I'm I'm really struck because I can see why parents might not let their kids watch the movie. It's it's not a movie for a five year old. A five year old can't get bored. Yeah, it's it's a very it 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 is a more mature movie. I guess yeah, is a, a good, good way of saying it because it's it's touching on a lot of. It's crazy that this movie came out in I think 2008. I just looked it up. 2008 mm-hmm. and. Yep how many of the themes that it's pointing on that are still so prevalent today are addiction to screens, yeah. the environment, um, obesity, like they're, they're clearly making a, a play on this. Yeah. And it almost, it almost makes me wonder if, if, if Disney would get away with being able to put something out that today, you know, we talked about that with Pinocchio. Could they make a Pinocchio today? But here we are 12 years later, Disney has become much more, and in, in, through no fault of their own, it's just the the rise of social media, things like that. But you know, social media would have only have been really, if you think about it, social media in two thousand eight. You know, Facebook started in two thousand and five, right? So social media would have been in its infancy in two thousand and eight. And really, when they started that movie, social media may not have even existed, which is one of the reasons why I don't think you see it talked about in the movie. Because by the time the story was written and the animation had started. Facebook, MySpace, they were really just in their infancy back then, right? So, well, and I'm, so, and I'm looking it up right now. Twitter, it was created in March 2006. So, I mean, Twitter is two years old. That's it. Yeah, and, and, and God knows it didn't have the following. And again, I think Facebook was 2005 and MySpace was right around that same time. So what I'm trying to get at is in that 12-year period from 2008 to now, social media has become this huge sounding board for people, right? It's become this huge sounding board for people to voice their concerns. I don't necessarily know if Disney or Pixar could get away with making such a, um, such a movie that has such a political stance in it now. You know, I think I, I don't know um, they could. I think you look at a movie like Zootopia, uh-huh. and I think it proves that they can. Yeah, um, because Zootopia had a lot of the That's um, yeah. the political things and and did fantastic. Yeah, no, you're right. I guess that's true. Although I guess any movie with cute little fuzzy animals is going to do okay if it comes out from from Disney, regardless of the message, I guess. But well, no, maybe you're right. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. 
And ultimately, this is what film should be. It should be a way for us to, a medium to talk about these tough issues, screen addiction and obesity mm-hmm. and, yeah. and the environment and um, in terms of just Zootopia race and things like that. Those are hard topics to talk about. And yeah. what a much easier way to enter into one of those conversations than a cute robot that goes to space. You know, it's funny too. I don't know about you, but as I'm watching the movie and these, these, you know, people who are obese are in these chairs, I'm looking at the snack that I had just made myself and I'm going, oh boy. So, so I stood up and I kind of just kind of walked in place for a couple of minutes while I'm watching the movie going, this is not good because that's what quarantine will do for you. I saw a, a Facebook meme the other day that said, um, every couple of days, put on a pair of jeans because sweatpants and athletic shorts are going to lie to you. <laughs> And I was like, that, that, that's kind of how I feel because, you know, we're all not really doing a whole lot right now in terms of exercise. We're just laying around. So we have to make it a point to make sure that we get some physical activity and we're going to wind up like those people on the ship. Casey, I went on a run today. I oh, good for you. hate running. I hate it with a passion. But, I was, but there were twofold. I was like, one, I need to get out of my house. And two, I need to not get to the end of this quarantine. And because yeah. same thing, when I was watching Wally, I'm looking around at my snack going, oh, I have an empty granola bar wrapper and a bowl mm-hmm. full of chips. And I'm like, oh, oh, oops. So I want to get to just, I want to get to the plot a little bit. And then I also have some things that I want to talk about in regards to just some questions and or things that I picked up on just yeah, from, a plot, from a plot perspective though, Matt, I will tell you as somebody who's never seen this before, I did not see the robots don't want them to go back to earth plot. Um, I didn't see, I didn't see it coming. Like, I, I don't know if maybe I looked away from a second when, when go first, stole the plant or if that just wasn't there i don't know but when suddenly he has the plant and eve realizes he has the plant i'm like holy smoke the smokes the robots are trying to you know take charge and again i might have just maybe i looked away and didn't see it but i didn't see that coming and then to actually see um the, the the president by and large deliver that second message as to why they're not going back because operation cleanup failed or whatever they called it hey there autopilots Got some bad news. Um, Operation Cleanup has, well, uh, failed. Wouldn't you know, rising toxicity levels have made life unsustainable on Earth. Unsustainable? What? Uh, Darn it all, we're going to have to cancel Operation Recolonize. So, uh, just stay the course. Rather than try and fix this problem, it'll just be easier for everyone to remain in space. Easier. That was just, it was a very, very um, intelligently done plot point in my mind. And I thought it was very well done Um, just as as a point in the movie. I think that's really when the movie kind of shifted for me from this kind of artistically, beautifully done love story to it almost kind of had a... Um, a Star Wars, like, escape from the Death Star kind of feel to it in a lot of ways, you know? Or you're, like, your iRobot or the... Mm -hmm, I mean, any mm -hmm. classic science fiction movie where it's technology goes rogue. um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, it does take on that. And really, because it's really not a long movie, and the first 40 minutes are setting it all up, that when they get on that ship, it's pedal to the metal and we're going. And, and, you know, I I will tell you... 
I, I and I jotted this line down because I think this is just one of the most amazing lines. In fact, the most amazing line of the movie, and to be frank, of probably some of the movies that Pixar and Disney has ever put out. It's what the captain says, I don't want to survive, I want to live. I don't want to survive, I want to live! Yeah. I just, what an amazing, um, I don't know, maybe it's because I'm feeling emotional about what's going on right now in the world, you know, we're, we're, we're literally in our home right now for survival, but we're not necessarily living, quote unquote. So maybe it was the juxtaposition with that. But I, I'll tell you, just that line was just so, so permeating to me. And and I paused and I, I really thought about that. It reminded me of a time in college. I was in a drama class. It was a, a class about improv. And and, and she said, you. she gave us an assignment. She wanted us to say, she wanted us to kind of come up with a, um, a project that talked about the difference between existing and living and what mm-hmm. does that mean and it kind of it just took me back to when i'm 21 years old or 20 years old in college and i think it was my it was my improv teacher decky alexander i, I remember from, from eastern decky alexander from eastern michigan and she's like you know what is the difference between existing and living and 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 i just remember doing that assignment and i remember you know i was like there is a big difference because there are so many people in this world who go on to just exist and then there are other people who actually go on to live and that that's the line that kind of reminded me of that i agree it's a great line and delivered really well jeff garland the voice of um the captain who you might also recognize as buttercup from toy story 3 the unicorn that's who it is i was trying i didn't look it up i knew i knew the voice I did, and I speaking of voices, I heard um, Ratzenberger's voice in there. He's the voice oh, yeah. of the um, oh, yeah. he's the voice of the of the guy who falls off the chair. Sigourney Weaver is the voice of Axiom's computer. Oh, the one who's delivering the information about about all the stuff from Earth. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, the the voice acting is really well done in this with Wally and Eva, and then yeah, Jeff Garland does a really, does a really nice job. I thought um, because you have to. Oh, with- it's- you're going to laugh at who this is. Oh goodness. You're, you're going to go, Oh my God. I knew I knew her voice, how I was not able to point. I, I feel like an idiot. Um, she starred in um, sister act and in Hocus Pocus. Kathy and Jimmy. Oh, uh-huh. she plays Mary. Yeah. Oh, yep. no. oh my goodness okay. gracious. I feel like an idiot. Yep. Yeah. So you got, so you got Ben Burt, who plays Wally, Alisa Knight, who plays Eve, Jeff Garland, who's the captain, mm-hmm. Fred Willard. That's the CEO of, by and large. So he's the one that that actually appears like on screen at, as himself. Oh, here's a little interesting fact. So so Otto is actually voiced by Mac in talk. He's actually done by a Mac computer. That makes sense. I mean, Pixar's relationship with Apple is so close that um, Pixar was created by Apple at one point. They were owned by Apple. Yeah. And this might have been back when they were still owned by Apple before Disney bought them. Yeah. So speaking of Fred Willard, so let's go back to him for a second. Yeah. Um, Is it just me or is he actually a live person? I'm pretty sure he's a live person in this movie. That's what I thought. And I think. I also think the videos that Wally plays are live too. The dancing and the in yeah. the in the uh, I think those are live as well, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that was kind of one of the cool things about this movie is they take this live, and I think that makes yeah. it feel more real. I think yeah. if it was, if that video of the by and large CEO 
was animated, it would feel less real. And so I think it makes the, the movie more impactful. I agree. I just, I think it's one of the only times that I've ever seen uh, an animated movie um, actually do that. I mean, actually use live footage inside the animated movie other than things like you know roger rabbit or or you know where they purposely have done it like oh, yeah. pop. this this one was just it was really interesting to see the, the the two of those um you know to have them put live action footage in there that was crazy um did you catch well obviously you caught because i mean it's, it's a huge part of the movie but a113 oh yeah absolutely oh my god so i caught it when they first scanned the plant and I'm like, oh my God, there's A113. And, and again, for those of you who are listening who don't know what A113 is, uh, it is the classroom number at the California Institute of Arts where a lot of Disney artists and uh, animators and Pixar artists and animators uh, studied to learn this craft. And so Pixar puts in all of their movies – um, a tribute to A113 somewhere. This is one of the ones, though, where I think it's more prominent than in a lot of movies. A lot of times, because I think it's the, they use it a lot on license plates or other stuff like that. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's a lot more subtle. This one's more obvious. It really was. I was shocked at how obvious it was. So um, that is all my notes, Matt. Do you have anything else on your end? I have one more thing, and it was sure. what struck me because we're in this time period. Mo. The um, cleanup robot. Oh, I loved him so much. When when he's finally done cleaning up Wally, and Wally offers him to like shake his hand, and the first thing he does is clean it and then shake it. I was like, uh-huh. oh, the hero we need right now. He was hilarious. I, you know, speaking of that, I also love so when they're in the dump, right? They're down there, and I, and you know, Wally's all beat up and stuff. I really loved how the robots down there stopped their work and were kind of huddled around Wally and Eve and Mo as, as Eve was trying to fix him. Did you, yeah. did you notice that how they're yeah. almost, it's almost like they realized what was going on and like the, the robots had gained some semblance of, of intelligence at that point of, you know, awareness of the situation. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right. Uh, just like we did with Pinocchio, we're going to say, um, uh, one through ten. Where do you put this uh, this movie on the scale of one to ten? I'm giving it like an eight point seven, and Ooh. it's really high because I think it is a masterfully done movie. I mean, I know we talked about this earlier, but the fact that you can tell a story with no dialogue for a good third of the movie that's Mm -hmm. just ingenious you've got great characters a great message it's a movie that makes you think my my the reason i'm not putting it you know near a 10 is it is a movie that i kind of do have to be in a mood to watch Mm -hmm. i don't think it's a movie that i'm just like oh man i'm really digging a disney movie you know what should i flip on oh wally yeah like it is a movie that I kind of have to be in the right mood for. And I think my closer to 10 movies are movies that are going to be ones that I can just be like, all right, I'm sitting down and watch a Disney movie. It's this one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What about you? 
I think I'm going to be with you. I think I'm going to definitely put this up there at about an eight out of 10, Matt. This is one of those movies that, you know, I'm sad that I didn't get to see it or that I didn't watch it before this point, but I'm also excited that I did get to watch it and be able to kind of share my first impressions with you guys on, because again, um, masterfully done visually stunning. In fact, one of the last notes I had on here was just the reflection in Eve's body alone how she reflects off of the area she's in. I mean, that someone had to do that. Someone had to make the conscious choice to make that reflection be there. And, and, you know, things like that just make it masterfully done. And then again, the plot at the, the first 25 minutes is kind of boring, but then you get into it and you start to really enjoy it for what it is. It's a survival movie. It's a love story. It's a, it's a, it's a, here's hope for the planet kind of story, right. That we will rebound. And again, it could just be the, the, again, the juxtaposition of the fact that we're all in quarantine for the next several weeks. And, you know, the world is, seems to be turning itself on us right now, on it, turning itself on us right now, but I really did enjoy it. And I do feel that it is one of Pixar's better movies. And you know how I feel about Pixar. I'm not a huge fan of a lot of the Pixar stuff that comes out, but. So, it, so um, it's, it's, it's better than Incredibles. It is better than Incredibles, yes. It is better than Incredibles in my mind. Uh, definitely better than Monsters Inc. and Monsters U. Um, you know, do I put it better than a Coco or Toy Story or or even even Cars? The answer is probably not better than those. You know, you know how I feel about those being tent tentpole franchises. But I definitely feel uh, it, it is one of those movies that I can put on when I want to feel better about myself. You know, and and I I definitely feel it was good. So um, I'm curious to hear what our audience thinks. So if you're a member of our Facebook group, um, please leave a comment to tell us your thoughts about Wally. Did we miss something? Um, Are you screaming at the at the at the episode right now? Going, you forgot about this. So please comment. And then uh, Matt, would you tell them how to get a hold of us? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, beers and ears 1928 at gmail.com. Send us an email, beers and ears 1928. You can also find us on Twitter, beers ears 1928. And as well as I'm setting up an Instagram right now, beers ears 1928. Um, so we're going to try to do some supplemental contents like we talk about pictures or other things like that. We're going to try to post those um, or articles that we reference so you guys can, you know, the medium of a podcast is you listen and so when we talk about visual things we want to supplement that visual stuff but please yeah. contact us and again on the on the uh, podcast platforms please rate and review us five stars leave a review we are, even- we're live on all of them now right apple spotify um uh, Stitcher, did Google is Google up and going now? Or are we still holding off on that right now? Not sure on. Um, okay. um, they're taking some time to um, to recognize us. But if you if you cannot find a way to listen to us, email us. We'll get you a link to some, to to yeah. a way to listen to us. Yeah. If anything, you can always get it from the website too, which is good. So, all right, cool. Well, I think um, it's time to crack open another beer. So we're going to do that right now. Perfect. And uh, Matt, it's been a great episode and uh, we'll see you next time, guys. See you next time, everybody.